to the Bell & Gossip Podcast, live from the 2020 AHR Expo. I'm your host, Amanda Holloway, joined by Griffin Goda, and throughout the show, we'll have some fantastic guests and topics to share with you in this series, including several of our manufacturers, reps, and xylem experts. You'll get insights into the trends they're seeing in the HVAC and plumbing industry. Enjoy the show! Hi, I'm here uh, at AHR 2020 in Orlando. I'm with Bob Polizzi and Sunday Perez from CHC. And I just wanted to welcome you guys. Thanks so much for joining us. And um, if you want to start by just giving us an overview of what you do at CHC and, and how long you've been uh, a Bell & Gossett rep. Thank you very much for inviting us. And again, I'm Bob Polizzi with CHC. And I've been with CHC um, selling Bell & Gossett since 1990. I've pretty much been in this business my whole career. And the relationship with Bell & Gossett, Xylem, has been fantastic. And what territories does CHC serve? CHC um, covers seven states. Okay. You know, we have nine offices in seven states. We cover Northern California, Northern Nevada, Oregon, Washington, Alaska, Montana, and Western, Western Idaho. Wow. And so we have a pretty vast territory. And like I said, we have offices, you know, throughout that territory. And it's a great group of people. That's awesome. I, my next question was going to be, you know, what are some like, couple priorities that your customers are looking for in their installations? But I wonder if it varies greatly because you've got folks in Alaska, which has a much different climate yes. than, than potentially Southern California, for example. Well, if you look at our territory, if you're looking at Northern California, the Northwest, as in Washington and Oregon, okay. you know, decarbonization is being, is growing real fast. The engineers, the contractors are coming to us, you know, asking what to do, how we're going to address that. We're, you know, Alaska is primarily a, um, you know, the, the business is military and oil. Okay. And, you know, we're not seeing it up there, but, you know, throughout the other parts of our territory, it's all everybody talks about. It's all, it's what our customers are coming to us for answers. Okay. And we're doing our best to try to come up with some answers. Yeah. So could you kind of go a little bit deeper into that, like help our listeners understand what decarbonization is and how it's affecting the industry right now? Well, a lot of people use the word electrification, and it's it's really about you know decarbonization, getting the carbon out of the atmosphere, and you know a number of the states have passed passed laws that by a certain year they can no longer be using fossil fuels. Um, and then that the states were followed up by the cities. Seattle was first, okay. you know, followed by Berkeley, San Francisco, San Jose. So the cities are starting to push it. And we're also starting to see, like, the UC system in California. Uh, they're not not—they're not going to allow you to do any new buildings using fossil fuels. So it's gone beyond the, you know, just the laws by the states and government and moved into the, um, you know, into the people itself. Wow. You're starting to also see large companies, um, you know, we've seen it in the Bay Area, promising to, you know, reduce their impact or become negative, you know, impact, kind of take back what they've done to the environment. And so when you have 
large companies doing that, you have to be ready to, to help them do that. And, you know, we're doing everything we can to prepare um, to be ready to support their efforts and, yeah. you know, have the right products to do that. What are some of those challenges that you're helping your customers solve when, in light of this decarbonization effort? Well, we're, you know, we're in the business of, you know, pumping water. We either heat it or we cool it. And if you're heating hot water, it's traditionally done with fossil fuels. Your water heaters, your boilers, it's, it's fossil fuels that heat the water. And now, especially here at AHR 2020, you know, we're talking to different manufacturers, what other technologies are out there other than just putting an electric appliance in there to do that. And yeah. so that's, you know, that's a, it's a, one of the reasons we're here too. Yeah, we were speaking with Mark Hansel earlier today and he was talking about how um, another challenge with, with decarbonization is, is the fact that the load that would happen for the grid mm-hmm. that would be unsustainable if it were to happen real fast. So um, it's going to be interesting to see kind of how that all comes together um, and, what, and what can be done. Well, what we see is it's typically done on new construction. There's, you know, majority of the market is the existing market. They're not out there having people, you know, rip out their gas lines and throw their boilers and water heaters away. But on new construction, they build a new building, they're not putting more gas lines in. And that's that's more of a slow controlled growth into it. And that's how we're seeing that. And that's probably the way that this change will be affected, right? It's, you know, you get these lofty goals that people have, but it really starts, it's kind of a walk before you can run mentality, right? Absolutely, yes. And we've heard talk from the utilities that, you know, they'll probably, you know, at least through our lifetimes, you know, they will use fossil fuels at the power plants, but that can be controlled much better than it can on the individual buildings um, throughout our cities. Mm-hmm. What are um, some other trends that you're seeing in, in the north, northern California, north Pacific Northwest area? The, you know, it's, it's funny, the trends we were seeing are all of a sudden changing now okay. because of decarbonization. Yeah. We were seeing, you know, water heating systems using less storage, using more instantaneous type heaters for your domestic water. Sure. Um, the mechanical rooms were getting smaller, you know, because the price of real estate and developers don't want to have their buildings full of mechanical equipment. And now with decarbonization, this the technology we have today is very big. It just takes up a lot more space. There's more storage. So it's kind of a shift in where the industry was going um, to, okay, now we're going to need bigger equipment, more storage. And so everybody's very confused at this point. Yeah, I would imagine. (laughs) It sounds like quite a tall order, especially because, you know, what we've been hearing is that they're, they're basically squeezing out mechanical rooms in urban areas because of they want to maximize leasable space, right? Yes. So I don't know how they're going to manage that with the larger equipment on top of the fact that, you know, it's just less efficient. And we see that throughout Northern California. You know, in the Bay Area, it's got some of the highest real estate in the country. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they do not want to take that type of space and put, you know, mechanical equipment in there. Yeah. I mean, you get more for a parking spot for a car <laughs> than you can for a lot of the different kind of equipment that we supply. So, how is Bell & Gossett help supporting um, your efforts out there? I mean, 
are there any important in innovations or anything that Bell and Gossett has come to you with in the last couple of years that have been really like well received by your market, really helpful to what you're doing? Well, the rep network that you know that all sells the Bell and Gossett product, which we call the FHRA. We have a very close relationship with Bell and Gossett, and we have a lot of great conversations throughout the country. There's a lot of great minds talking about this, talking to different manufacturers. It's not just a few people in, in the West Coast. It's, it's, a, it's a lot of people throughout the country working with Bell and Gossett, um, trying to come up with answers. That's great. Do you feel like your approach more being a West Coast rep, as you, you, know, you were kind of saying before we started that things tend to start out there, start out west and then kind of matriculate across the country. Do you feel like people come to you as a resource? Well, I mean, we definitely get teased more than everybody else <laughs> being a Californian from Seattle. Yeah, yeah. You know, we're the first to get picked on. But, you know, we go back and we look at, you know, there was when they got mercury off the market, it started in California. When we yeah. got lead out of the products that, that we have throughout the United States, it started in California. Right. There's many different things that start there. So yes, they typically, you know, we'll get the phone calls like, you know, what are you doing out there? And a lot of times it's like, we don't really know, but we're trying to figure it out and we could use your help. And the, the main focus, you know, when we're, when we're talking today, it's not really about what's right or wrong or what's better. You know, it's a, this is a drive that's going forward that you're not going to stop. You know, it was like when when we were taking mercury out of, out, of, out of the product, you could sit there and say how good mercury is for controls and thermometers, but you couldn't have stopped it. It was coming out. Right. Yeah. And, and I strongly believe that decarbonization, you know, it may take longer than what the politicians wanted to take, but I do not think you're going to stop it. Oh, it's, wow. Okay. There's too much... There's too much power and people, and especially young people behind this. Um, this is what this is what they want, and uh, they want a better world. And this is what's driving it. One of the things in the West Coast, at CHC, we get a lot of input from the mechanical engineers. You know, they're coming to us, and they're they're telling them that the architects and the developers they want them to design a building without mm -hmm. fossil fuels because. They've always looked. They've always come to us, and one of the reasons they come to us as a you know a representative distributor for Bell and Gossett, we have a special team, a group of people that all they do is talk to engineers. They don't sell contractors. They don't sell wholesalers. They they strictly call on engineers, and we call that group business development. And that team, day in and day out, works with the mechanical engineers, and they've got really good relationships with them. And so there's a lot of good dialogue back and forth between the business development team and the mechanical mechanical engineers. And what's interesting about the mechanical engineers is they they influence the specification, but they don't actually make the decision. Correct? Well, they they may you know they make a decision by specifying the product. The mechanical engineer's job is to represent the owner and make sure the owner gets good equipment that's right. efficient. His job is to, you know, to again to represent, the, you know, the developer, the owner of the building, and but they don't write a purchase order and say, "I want to purchase this equipment." That typically goes through the, you know, the mechanical contractors. It could go through a sales channel of wholesale suppliers um, that come back, 
um, to us. And that's that's who we sell our equipment to, is the mechanical contractors. Mm -hmm. So two questions, how unique is that kind of group? Is that a unique you know section of your business to have in, in the industry? And how did that come about, that idea? It, you know, today it's not as unique as it was when we first started. Okay. You know, you go back in the 80s and 90s, it was very unique, you know, to, you know, as a distributor representative to pay someone to go out and get specifications and he doesn't bring any money in. He's yeah. not generating revenue at all. It could be a year away. And so a lot of companies didn't do that. You know, at CHC, we felt it was a very important part of our business. You know, typically in the past, the salesperson that sold the contractors that called on the wholesalers, you know, also, you know, called on the mechanical engineers. We've built a very good alliance with them because that's all they do. Mm -hmm. And if you go throughout the country today, there's a number of, you know, manufacturers, representative distributors that do do that. Seems like a really smart approach to sort of keep your ear to the ground and hear what's going on and what's needed and um, probably a, a two-way street, right? They're probably getting um, as much information from you as you're, as, as you're getting, getting from, from them. them. No, yeah. abso absolutely. It, you know, if you go way back in my history, I did call on the mechanical engineers um, back in the 90s. And I learned a great deal from the, um, the engineering community. It, you know, I would, you know, I would bring our products to them try to educate them on how to apply it, you know, and go through it, their values. And they would help me understand systems better than I knew at the time. And um, it's a great relationship. That's fantastic. Um, we were talking about conservation earlier and how California and, and sort of the whole West Coast, sort of that hotbed area for whether it's water conservation, energy conservation, I mean, pretty much anything around sustainability efficiencies coming out of that. and. Um, Xylem is doing some stuff around sustainability as well. Yes. Um, and that is our watermark program. Yes. And I know we made an announcement in the booth yesterday about launching Watermark 2020, which is um, basically an extension of our, our Watermark social investment program mm -hmm. um, to the Bell & Gossett Manufacturers reps and, um, and inviting you guys to do 20 projects throughout 2020. So I know you guys have already done some some great work in the watermark space, um, and so it would just be great to hear your thoughts on that announcement and if you have any sort of first plans. Yeah, I mean, um, we're super excited to do it. As a team, we love to get together and do whatever we can for our communities, especially where our offices are. I feel like that's our second home. We spend a lot of time there. So um, when we did our first event, it was pretty easy to pick the, you know, the sanctuary right there. It's in our backyard. Um, we all piled over there in multiple vehicles and we had a really great time. Everyone felt super fulfilled. And I think we were already thinking before that even ended that we would do another event. Um, as Bob mentioned, we have other offices. We have a large office in Vancouver, Washington and another one in Seattle, uh, Washington. So I think the focus this time will be in that direction and kind of see where we can we can make an impact you know get another group of of our of our people you know out there so we're really excited about it i think it's great you know when when xylem came to me about it 
you know, and asked me to help organize something with CHC and, you know, and Bob asked, um, you know, I was up for the challenge and I, it yeah. was a great opportunity. You know, Sunday did a fabulous job in pulling it together. It, one of the, you know, one of the things that goes on in a business is, you know, businesses are about people. You take the people away and you got a bunch of cement buildings, office furniture and, you know, steel out in the warehouse. And to run a successful business, you have to, you know, you have to help people. And we have found with the baby boomers retiring um, and getting more of the next generation coming into the business, you know, as running a business, you know, besides just the economic side of business, we have to look at the social side right. and environmental side. And by using Watermark, we've pulled all those together. And the next generation of people coming through CHC mm -hmm. had so much fun. You know, we're not just, you know, hey, here's, you know, here's the economic thing we right. have to do. We're, we're, you know, it's, we're all here to help each other. And Watermark is a great platform for people to help each other. That's great. On our show, In the Field with Gould's Water Technology, the latest series covers tips and trainings for small business owners. Listen to all five episodes of the Small Business Toolbox series wherever you get your podcasts. Speaking of the next generation, how have you, um, you know, as you usher in these this next group of, of young professionals, do you have any piece of advice for them, you know, just as they're trying to break into this industry and maybe start a career? Or why, you know, why break into the industry? Yeah. You know, in terms of attracting attention and attracting talent to the industry. CHC is like all businesses. We're struggling with the next generation because right. they're not us. They're not the baby boomers. We were, you know, we could, we worked, you know, until we could outwork the guy sitting next to you. I mean, we didn't have the best balance in life. And... But, you know, that's how we grew up. You know, our parents was the silent generation. And yeah. so now we have, you know, a group of people in, you know, for lack of other words, called the millennials. And, you know, they have a more balanced life. You know, it's not, you know, their life isn't just about work. You know, I can't sit there and run a business and say, we are doing it wrong. You know, it's just, it's different than what we're used to. We're working with them. We have social committees that management does not sit in. And, you know, they come to us and they tell us some of their wants and needs. Some of them we do, some of them we don't. But, <laughs> uh, but it's, a, you know, it's a good platform. And we're, we're probably learning more than they're learning, to be quite honest with you. Because it is a whole different group of workforce than what left business. You know, the silent generation to the baby boomers. It was just, it was, you know, we just live differently. Mm -hmm. than the generation coming up does. They're much more balanced life than we Sunday, from the marketing side, mm -hmm. does that kind of shift or even just a slight focus on the millennial or the new generation, does that impact your work at all? In oh, terms definitely. Of how you position the company? Yeah, so I, I'm the corporate manager for the company. And so though I have my boss that, you know, says, okay, pay her this week or whatever, um, <laughs> I work for multiple departments um, throughout the company, and one of them is HR, and we work really closely. We meet, you know, once or twice a month. We kind of go over different projects. Um, it definitely affects, you know, what am I taking a photograph of? Who am I taking a photograph of? What am I posting? What words am I using? Um, you know, are we using hashtags this week? Are we not using hashtags? Like, 
all of those things change so much and go yeah. in and out of style. Luckily, I have two sons that are, one of them is millennial. So I kind of really pay attention to what drives him and, um, you know, his friends and, and what they do to help support the work that I do in the company. Sure. Um, the last thing I want to do is go out there and put something that just completely offends everyone we're trying to recruit. You know, I'm another thing I've been doing recently is I've been working with a group of um, employees that actually manage our um, college recruitment program. Okay. So they'll go and do career fairs and things. So I've been working with them um, to kind of standardize the the process and really hone in on what we need to present, what we need to talk yeah. about, what we need to show, what swag do we need to give out? Like what's cool right now? Mm -hmm. All of yeah. those things that draw people in. Um, it's a really competitive job market, yeah, especially extremely. for sk skilled labor. Like San Francisco and Seattle, it's almost ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. It is. It's um, cause you're dealing with Microsoft, Google, Facebook, Apple. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. they're taking, they're just taking everybody. One of the things, if I can, for Sunday, is she helped develop our, our webpage. Mm -hmm. You know, tradi traditionally, web pages, it's where your customers went to find information. You know, web pages today, if you're interviewing somebody on the phone, you're talking to them, they're looking at your web page as you're talking yeah, to sure. them. Yeah. It, so, you know, your web page has to be able to sell your business to new employees. Sunday mm -hmm. did a great job building that, working with HR. You know, part of it, too, is your existing employees. There's plenty of people in a company that come in, you work in the shipping department, you're the receptionist, you know, and it's like, what do you do? You know, what do you really do? Mm -hmm. You know, our web pages, they can go home, they can open up, up the web page to their families. You know, this is what we do, here's what we're doing work in, here was our watermark event, here's oh, our yeah. videos. You know, it allows our existing employees to go home and tell their families what they do, helps build our relationships with our manufacturers like a Bell and Gossett. Mm -hmm. You know, and what they have always meant were meant to do was, you know, kind of be a you know a photo or a gateway to your customers. Mm -hmm. And they're all featured on the website. I don't use any stock photography, so everything there is employees and equipment that we actually have, you know, in our warehouse. Oh, so great. the video, everything is, it's all employees. So. And I think in the industry, or you know, at least among Bell and Gossett reps. I think you are kind of seen as a one of the reps who's kind of on top of social media and you know digital like you're saying um do you have any like kind of takeaways or tips without you know giving away any secrets that that have helped you no <laughs> no comment <laughs> um I think of it as inspiring yeah. other I mean, it's kind of other like authenticity. Is, right. Is I think it. it's just about being real. Yeah. Like, I think, you know, one of the main takeaways that I've learned in my long career in marketing, regardless of what industry, but I think it really applies to this one because there's such a wide range of generations working in this industry. You really have to be authentic and you have to be truthful. Um, you can't say you're one thing and then act another way. If we say that we're going to be good to our environment and we're going to help, you know, with projects like Watermark, and mm -hmm. then we really have to step up and do it. You can't just talk the talk. Right. right? Mm -hmm. So I think that's one of the main things. I really like using our people um, and, and having customers and potential customers and potential new employees, future employees, see who they're going to work with and know that 
these are our people. This mm-hmm. is your future family that you're mm-hmm. going to be working with because we're a family. It's whether you're our customer or you're our employee, we like we are really, really tight. That's great. Yeah. One of the things that I, to help answer that question is, is a lot of companies like we did in the past, marketing was done by sales and management. Mm-hmm. We're like, this sure. is marketing and we yeah. do it. You know, we made the investment you know, right. almost three years ago. You know, we hired Sunday. That's what she does. You know, she knows marketing. Um, it's not just, you know, being in management or being in sales thinking we know marketing. Um, so she brings a professionalism to it. And when she talks about the little things, it's, it's, we used to be like every other company would have a refrigerator and pallets of water bottles everywhere. You know, we got rid of those. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if you have a meeting and there's water, there's a pitcher of water with glasses on the table. It, yeah. um, you know, we try to walk the talk and that was, that was our change. Sure. You know, it, um, <laughs> yeah. So, you know, and with Sunday's help and, Everybody's got, you know, little logo, you know, drinking containers and stuff now. And, you know, we, we push it hard with her, profe- you know, with that. That's I mean, great. That's her job. She pushes it. I mean, she pushes back with me and everybody else, <laughs> especially in management. It's easy to slip. And she'll remind, remind us when we're slipping. Well, that's good where it kind of starts from the inside out. You know, you're, yeah. giving, you're giving people the tools to kind of promote and be proud of the company themselves, too. Yeah. I mean, we need, you know. I'm one person, you know, I don't have a team of 10. So I really need to utilize my internal network to help feed out. So, you know, I'm constantly like, did you follow or are you following our Facebook page? Let me help you build your LinkedIn page. You know, I've done Mm -hmm. that for a few employees. I'm, I try and, and be a resource to them Mm -hmm. in the end. It helps me and the company. So the scary thing is when you see Sunday coming down the hall with a camera. (laughs) She has yeah. her camera. You're going to be on something. I always tell new employees or I'll tell their supervisors, did you mention that I'll be taking their picture at some point? You know, so, so they know. Yeah, I've learned it's good to give a, like a day heads up so people can have the right outfit on and things like yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She doesn't do that to me. No, you just got to be ready. You just got to be ready. You great. You don't have to worry about that. Uh-huh. So what's next? It's, you know, we're just kicking off a new year here and what's coming, what's on the horizon for CHC in 2020? Well, as all businesses, the the challenge is, is to continue to grow and growth can be tough. But I think with the market disruptions that we're looking at today, mm-hmm. decarbonization being one of them, modular construction being a second one, and the lack of a skilled workforce three major market disruptions. We need to think about those and how can we be ahead of the curve, be ahead of everybody else. So when you go through those market disruptions, we're, you know, we, um, we, you know, we, we grow our business in that process. You know, I don't like, I don't like to use the word get ahead of my competitors because a competitor is nothing but a, a worthy rival. Competitors make you better. And, um, you know, I want to be able to look at those market disruptions and make CHC a better place and continue to grow. Wow. Well, I mean, unless you have something else you want to add, um, I just want to thank you both for joining us today. I thought uh, the conversation was really insightful, um, and I hope you have a great rest of your AHR. Thank you so much, and thank it was wonderful you. sitting outside doing this. Yeah, thank you so thanks. much. 
The Solving Water Podcast is produced and distributed by Xylem, a global water technology company of more than 16,000 employees committed to solving critical water and infrastructure challenges worldwide. Stream, download, and subscribe 